Well, every time somebody lights a match, they throw Carrie in the creek. Why didn't we get these kids here some water? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, world, is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. Welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society, the podcast for people born in the big wheel generation who risked losing their eyesight if they sat too close to the TV. We believe our Gen X childhoods gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them, they'll disappear, like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. And today, in our final episode of Season 1... We're talking about some of the more traumatic episodes of Little House on the Prairie with TikTok sensation and our new friend, Raven Stone. I'm Carolyn. I'm Kristen. And I'm Michelle. And we are your pop culture preservationists. If you listen to episode nine of the podcast, Little Gen Xers on the Prairie, You know that Carolyn and Kristen and I basically grew up in Walnut Grove with Half Pint and Pa and Mrs. Olson and Miss Beadle and Doc Baker, the whole gang. They were like our second family. And when you find people who feel the same way, people who get your jokes about rabid raccoons or taking a knife to your own leg, you know you're going to be friends. Raven Stone is one of those people. Raven took his love for Little House on the Prairie to TikTok, where he slays us with parody videos of our favorite pioneer family often featuring his own very special relationship with Pa. Welcome to the PCPS, Raven. Thank you. Welcome, Raven. (laughs) We're so excited that you're here today um, and joining our conversation. Um, But first, we want to ask you a few questions. Um, How would you describe what you do on TikTok? Like, what's your dinner party speech? Well, so I originally got on TikTok so that I would be well-rounded as an author. I would be accessible on every social media platform. And I I really didn't have a game plan when I got on there. I was just kind of, I made a few videos talking about my book and uh, they were still just, they weren't, they were just personal videos. And then there was a trend that I noticed as I was flipping through videos of the, how many shots would it take me to sleep with (laughs) the Doctors of Grey's Anatomy or um, the Marvel superheroes. And I was like, you guys are just completely missing the most important one. I'll do it. It's fine. All right, we're going to go through and see how many shots it would take me to sleep with the men of Little House on the Prairie. Starting off with Charles Ingalls, um, zero shots, because look at his hair, his face. He's shirtless in an episode where he falls out of a tree and breaks his ribs. Zero shots. Here we have Nels Olsen, the shopkeeper. I'd say three or four, because he's kind. Here we have Adam, Mary's husband. Um, zero shots. He was my childhood crush. He's just gorgeous and kind. Here we have the Doc Baker. I'd say seven or eight. He's very scrunchy. It's the Reverend Alden, um, 100 shots. I would rather die than sleep with the Reverend Alden. And finally, Almanza Wilder. I'd say two shots just because I, I can't see his lips. Um, so I did the how many shots would it take me to sleep with the Man of Little House on the Prairie video, and that's kind of where I just accidentally stumbled into 
prairie talk and all of these little house fans that I had no idea would even exist on TikTok. I thought it was just teenagers. Um, so after that and kind of I start, after I started making Little House on the Prairie content consistently, it just became more of a space where I can connect with these women predominantly <laughs> and, um, and, and things that I grew up with that they're always surprised that I grew up with too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just an awesome, very specific, comfortable, cozy, nostalgic place that I kind of exist in on that app and that platform. I love that um, your grandmother is such mm-hmm. a part of your story because, yeah. again, going down the Raven rabbit hole um, <laughs> and how she kind of introduced you to a lot of the, these shows yeah. and programs because you obviously weren't watching them in real time like we were because right. Raven's a little bit younger than you are, <laughs> not bit. Gen X. <laughs> so, yes, you weren't but, watching uh, them in 1975 right. or in real time. Which yeah, actually so, makes me so happy to know yes. that somebody who's 25 years old thinks that this is a, as important as I did or is laughing as hard as I am now. Yes. Well, it's iconic. I mean, it, it it's so iconic. It was on for nine years and um, it was huge. And I, like you said, Carolyn, with my, my granny and stuff, I mean, I wouldn't have... Uh, necessarily been interested in the things I'm interested in now in every aspect of my life, not just my, Mm -hmm. not my, not, you know, TV and movies and stuff, but music and, and just my overall uh, personality and kind of morals and values that tend to be more old fashioned in a very liberal way. So So she was the one who brought you to Little House on the Prairie, your granny. Yes. Yeah. Because she ended up, they, they started coming out with the, the box sets on DVD. So she would, uh, she bought, I remember she bought the first four seasons. I was like, I was in elementary school. Um, but she bought the first four seasons and we just went through and watched them. And I think we watched four or five episodes because I would go over to her house every other weekend and we would get little Caesars and then <laughs> rent a movie or go see a movie and just hang out. Um, so then when I went home that weekend, I was like, can I take this yeah. <laughs> with me? Can I borrow this, please? And then I just like was watching them at home. And then we just kind of powered through the first four seasons. I love how you said that it's what brought her or it's what brought people comfort, because I think that's what. I mean, Little House has seen such a huge resurgence this mm-hmm. past year mm-hmm. for that very reason. Um, it's, it's, it's gotten so many new fans, but it's all the people like us who watched it and haven't watched it maybe in years or decades. Now at night, that's just kind of what I want to watch a lot. Even though when mm-hmm. we say it brings us comfort, like we're going to talk about in a little bit, it's more <laughs> nightmare inducing, right, I feel, than bringing right. me comfort. <laughs> but it's the comfort in the nostalgia and the comfort in the memories. And for mm-hmm. you too, I think just having, even though you weren't watching them in the 70s, you're finding comfort in the characters and in the stories because of the nostalgia it brings you of the memories with your granny. I'm assuming Granny had a pretty good sense of humor. Um, oh, yeah. Because I'm just imagining, one, how proud she would be of you. Two, how you are almost, all the videos and the content that you're creating is almost a tribute to her. And look how oh, yeah. many, I mean, what did I just pulled up? On TikTok, you have 51.8 thousand followers. You've had <laughs> over a million likes on your videos. And didn't you just start <sighs> these, like, last year? Yeah, I, I started in October. 
Okay, oh so God. look at the joy <laughs> that you've brought to people um, all because of your granny, really. And so yeah. it's almost yeah. like what a beautiful tribute to her, um, mm-hmm. but because of what you're by what you're doing. I like to think that too. And uh, but you know, yeah. she's, she has a hand in all of this, though, Raven. Like oh if gosh. you think about yeah. it, I mean, the success of the this seeds. and just the yes. the joy that you're bringing to people, and then the future success you're going to have with all your forthcoming projects because of Little House. And it's just, I like to think that it's her having a hand in it. For sure. Yeah, oh, I like yeah. I like that. I like that too. I just, um, yeah, it, it was a very special relationship that more than ever in the past decade, I feel is very active and alive. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So. Okay. Speaking oh. of special relationships, I'm going to make a hard turn. <laughs> At what point did you start to understand that Pa was sexy? <laughs> Because I'm oh. looking back and I like I don't know as a child, like I may have been looking at him, but I didn't know what sexy was yet. So right. I'm just curious, at what point did that hit you over the head? Well, I think it, it honestly, not to get super, super, super deep, but I think that goes hand in hand when I realized that I was gay. Mm. Um it wasn't. I mean, I'm this. You're probably not alone kid. in that. Yeah. Michael Landon probably did that. Thank you, Michael Landon. I know he's right. really doing good work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, helping people find themselves. You do quite a few um, impressions mm-hmm. um, that we think are pretty spot on. So we were wondering spot if you on. would, if you yes. would, um, maybe just like do a few for us today. Well. Our favorites. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say, our favorites are Harriet for sure. But my favorite is Harriet. So you want to give us a little Harriet? Well, honestly, you're putting me on the spot. Oh. <laughs> no, it's funny. She's the she's the one that came just like completely naturally to me. It was like a year or two ago. One of my coworkers and I, I was re-watching Little House on the Prairie for whatever however many times I'd done it in the past, but I was rewatching it and he had also been a little house fan. And we were just, when we were at work, we would just kind of go into character and I'd be like, Oh, good day, Mrs. Ingle. He could not do any, but he'd be like, Oh, good day, Mrs. Olson. You know, and we oh, were just Mrs. kind of. Olson today. So um, we have some favorites from your most harrowing TikTok videos and we'd like to pick your brain about them a little bit, see if we can trigger some people's memories and shed some light on the trauma. Uh, First up is the heartwarming My Ellen. How is this episode anything but nightmare-inducing? I know. It's just, I mean, I think it's just immediately, it's like, hey, I'm going to, it's like, this weekend's going to be so great. We're going to go swimming in the lake with Ellen. And then she drowns. Right? (laughs) Wait, and also... It's like, could you imagine they go back to school and it's like, how was your lake weekend? And she's like, she's dead. Dead. Also, can someone please explain to me why these girls who are, like, Mary's like maybe 14, why are they skinny dipping in the middle of the day? They would be naked. I remember being really disturbed by this episode as a child because of the drown, because of the the girl probably around my age when I was watching it is now mm-hmm. dead. And the mother's grief is what gets me almost the most. And then now rewatching it as a mother, I haven't watched this episode in decades. And you guys, just the mother throwing herself on the coffin, mm-hmm. don't put dirt mm-hmm. on my baby, and then telling mm-hmm. Reverend Alden, oh, my, my Ellen's so scared of the dark. I mean, 
Well, and to blaming me, Laura too. And these, oh my God. well, and when she blames Laura, nobody steps in to to say no. Nobody, <laughs> Reverend Alter just stares at her like, and walks They're just away. like standing behind her and be like, "Yeah, Laura, nobody's going swimming with you ever again." Nobody at the funeral. She's doing this right. at the funeral. Yeah. Like you killed right. my baby, and, and nobody's like, "Now, now." Or <laughs> even just understanding the mother's grief. Even Pa yeah. or Ma yeah. just pulling Laura aside and saying, "It's okay." He waits till they're back home in the barn. She's got to sit with that <laughs> little nugget of you know. Right. Did I kill and, my friend? Yes! Oh my god, that poor little girl. I just felt like I was eating when she threw herself over the coffin. The mm-hmm. mom's like, Whoa, and she throws oh. herself on the coffin. I was eating a chocolate chip cookie oh. and I couldn't swallow it. I just had to hold the chocolate chip cookie in my mouth for a while until that scene passed. Yeah. It's because I think a lot of these episodes like that, or mo- let's just say moments like mm-hmm. that, um, are almost much more nightmare inducing to me as a child and as a, as an adult, than some of the more preposterous things that happen, um, right. the bear attacks or the giant, because they're so much more plausible. Like they're so, right. they're so, they're so much more realistic. And so yeah. that yeah. mother's grief, um, before she goes nuts and tries to dress Laura, like her daughter and make her call her mama and, and yeah. come on. And Laura just, she just kind of goes with it, doesn't she? I guess yeah. well, she's scared, though. She's a little girl, and she's yeah. scared. So I would, yeah, you want her to be heroic and, and escape, but that's in a cartoon. It's that's In true. real life, <laughs> she, you'd be scared of your kidnapper. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but it's interesting, too, because it's not just a kidnapper. It's like a... Like her friends, one of her good friends' right. mothers that she's yeah. known and has, you know, gone over to her. Like in the beginning of the episode, she's like she hasn't suffered grief and she hasn't gone through this trauma. So of course she's just your average Walnut Grove mother do, hanging up the laundry. Um, but it's interesting because I don't know, like what would I have felt if I would have been kidnapped by one of my childhood friend's mothers after being accused of murdering my friend. <laughs> Keep <laughs> and, adding all the layers. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's very interesting because it wasn't a stranger, but it's, it's like it, watching it, it's still very eerie. Like, yes. Laura, have you seen my basement? Oh have my you God. seen my basement? Yes. And she's just like, I need you to get these peaches. It's like, you're in your 30s, lady. You can climb down that ladder. Like she goes down and then she lifts the ladder the up. Yeah, uh, it's, it was written so creepy. Like just the call me yeah. mama and the um, I love you. And mama. then <laughs> when her hair isn't in the braids and you know she's oh, yeah, got the other hair. That was that was the creepiest. that was the most me too because yes. she's like they. It's not just suddenly like she unbraids the braids yes. and she's just like yeah. staring at descent. her with her teeth yeah. and yeah. like just oh. uh, the descent into ooh. madness is as she's unbraiding Laura's mm-hmm. hair right but like you said Michelle like I think watching it even like I'm not a mother and but I'm like an adult that has a better understanding of trauma than I did watching it before and I remember I would always have to like do a palate cleanser after I watch that episode and watch like Louis Company or something else. Yeah. Something just to like send me into a peaceful sleep. Um, But now I watch it and I'm like, why didn't anybody help this woman? She's literally begging. She's, she's unraveling and you see her unravel even before Laura gets uh, trapped and nobody's nobody helps. They're turning her back on her. And I'm looking at you, Reverend Alden. Yeah. If you yes. were ever going to be good for one yes. thing, exactly. one thing, you can't give this yes. woman and some when guidance. She threw, when she threw <laughs> that Bible and it, all he has <laughs> it right in the head. Right in the face. Was that, that was so 
some good person. acting. I know. That looked like that. I, I do think at the end of my Ellen, though, they they seem very forgiving. To, mm-hmm. Was her name Eloise, I think, or something? Mm, yeah, Eloise. Eloise. Mm-hmm. They seem very forgiving. I mean, you know, they're not, like, taking her away in handcuffs or anything, which I would be calling for as the mother mm-hmm. of that. But, you know, maybe we're shedding a little light on the mental health situation, and maybe, hopefully, she's going to—we can all just assume she's going to just go get the help. Mm-hmm. However, we have to keep in mind, they did just send their small children, like, two miles by themselves off to school every day. Mm-hmm. Through the brush. Yes, which brings us to the next episode. Mm-hmm. So the next episode yes. is the self-explanatory one called Blizzard, mm-hmm. which in and itself is scary enough, but it gets worse. We have the terror of all those children freezing to death, like expecting them to freeze to death. And then yeah. we have to actually watch someone freeze to death. Yes. And so I have one question for you, Raven. Yeah. Why wasn't it Carrie? Why did Mary <laughs> and Laura just leave Carrie? Because she was totally dead weight. She was. She yeah. slowed them yeah. down. I think uh, if they would have come home without the, regardless of how important or useful she is or is not, if they would have come home without Carrie, it just wasn't the time to get rid of her. I think the mineshaft, mineshaft, perfect opportunity. Uh, This was not the time. Uh, but they might have been blamed, I guess, right? <laughs> no, yeah. They didn't want it on them. Well, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to come home and have Ma yell at you because she when she does yell, it is I am so sorry. I will never <laughs> do anything wrong again. It's just it's the whole you don't want her to be disappointed. Right. <laughs> Which um, I think it's like I don't know that disappointed would be the correct term to use if she comes home and her daughter has frozen to death. But without one I'm of her just, daughters. I'm just disappointed that you guys left Carrie to freeze to death. It's, well, I'm just can, disappointed. Can we point Miss out Beetle, the, she would have oh, been just, you know, who oh, knows? We would, I thought the worst for her. I did too. Willie Olsen saves the day. Willie Olsen, who you think is a, comp- a complete <laughs> shit, is the one who's comforting Miss Beetle and like petting her oh, on the back of her I little bun on her, he- her head bun, not her yeah. bun's bun. <laughs> yeah. her braided bun her braided right. bun yeah a lot of plot holes in this episode especially all of us being in the midwest and knowing what a blizzard's like so <laughs> i have a question like for instance are the leaves still on the trees when there's <laughs> yeah. a blizzard yeah i know is the yeah, grass that's never true when right. there's a blizzard we that's do, not how it works that's absolutely we do know it a blizzard can, like can come up pretty yeah. quickly however um miss beetle should have known that too but however what I think is so funny is there's these kids who come and they're like outside the door and they've maybe been out in the blizzard for 30 minutes mm-hmm. and literally makeup did a great job because their noses look froze <laughs> like frostbitten. They're all blue and they, they think they're dead. The you know, Don Baker and all the moms think they're dead and they've been out maybe 30 minutes. Yet right. Laura, Mary and Carrie have bare legs, little leather <laughs> yeah. shoes mm-hmm. and they're out for hours they're out till after dark they 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 make their way to the shed they manage to not burn it down with the fire and How the straw did the shed that not they, burn down they i know just made a fire i mean in mary a was and not just a fire but a fire that yes. involved mary right. who is just oh, yes. such a little pyro she <laughs> foreshadowing foreshadowing you're right but doesn't she burn the barn down a couple times in episodes oh, yeah. um in the early episodes but they first of all i also love how they can't see where they're going at all and we've all been mm-hmm. in blizzards we know you yeah. can't see where you're going but yet they know that no Laura the shed's just a little <laughs> bit further this way yeah. so they get there when Paul finds them miraculously because he stumbles in the blizzard he manages to find um, Laura's construction paper <laughs> calendar yes. 
finds them. It's pitch black. We got to assume they've been out now for, it's been three hours maybe. But the first thing Pa says is, we got to get you back to the school. (laughs) (laughs) That's the top priority. What? Like, first of all, how are they not already dead from frostbite? And now instead of like, let's just sit here in front of this fire a little longer. He's like, Mm -hmm. we got to get back in it. And it's pretty much It's like, you're, 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 you're a human too. And you... (laughs) Just traveled all of this way by I don't know what how you your internal compass yes. as a father's love for his children <laughs> must have just guided him. Yes, uh, yes. You don't want to warm up. You don't want to take a minute in the shed and make no, sure that no. Mary stays far away from the fire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's okay. paw though. He's he's mm-hmm. invincible. Did but you guys true. notice this is this uh, this is the kind of thing that bothers me in a show and these are the things that I notice. So Pa gathers up his children and he picks up Carrie and then they they all bend down and they're walking in the blizzard and the snow's <laughs> flying in their face and they cut away and when they come back to Pa He's clearly not carrying a real human in his arms. Oh, it's, it's just it's like not, It's like a fake carry. It's basically it's like a rolled up newspaper with a jacket on it because he's now like kind of skipping. It's really lightweight. I'm like, that is not a human being. No. That you're- Did you guys notice at the very end of um, Blizzard, we'll wrap this one up. My mm-hmm. favorite is when it's Christmas morning and when Isaiah walks in, he is dead on Yukon Cornelius from Rudolph. Yes. Yes. Oh my with God, the beard, thank with the beard, with the snow. Yes. But even his voice, I actually had to look yes. it up because my daughter and I both looked at each other like, well, that's Yukon Cornelius. And I yes. had to look it up. It's not. Yeah, it's I cannot pretty... believe it because I, I was having some some feelings in that moment and I couldn't. I mm-hmm. thought maybe it was Mr. French from Family Affair. But yeah. that wasn't it. It was Yukon Cornelius. Yeah, it's yes. the snow. It's the like the just like the complete mountain man. Of right. it all. <laughs> and the snow coming in after right. you and your red nose. But it's the way he, <laughs> he's like, ha, ha. It's his exa- but he has the he has the voice down. It's it's yeah. uncanny. It was the, very the, the, Hey and, anybody lose some children in a blizzard? Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's it's like exactly what Yukon Cornelius says when he comes in, like, I'm saved, I'm not dead, and yeah. everybody cheers. <laughs> well, I want to say twist. a couple things. One is um, in your TikTok video when mm-hmm. you describe the way that um, Mrs. Edwards runs, you know, when she <laughs> oh the waddle that I laugh the waddle run. She's or like jump, like she's running but over she all was, these dead, was, like <laughs> these frozen people. That she's like get frozen away, children. <laughs> the waddle. She's like doing the hurdles. That's so funny. So, but like, getting back to trauma. I mean, mm-hmm. so it's supposed to be Christmas. This is the Christmas episode. We're all so happy. Yeah. Everyone's back. Except for the one man who froze to death. Right. We stumbled God. upon. Mr. McGinnis. Everybody yeah. saw him. Like, you know, Laura, this is trauma. You saw a dead yeah. man that you, like, basically stepped on as mm-hmm. you're trying to get And back. Pa says, keep on moving. Yes. Yeah. Keep on moving. <laughs> Ignore the dead body. I got to tell moving. the woman who well, we yeah. already saw how much she loved her husband because he got her the sewing machine. I know. With mm-hmm. the pedal. <laughs> yes. It's a big one. You knew that was coming, frisky at the you know mm-hmm. at the table which Pioneer is doing the yes. but it's like everybody's like yeah accounting. everybody's safe all of our families are reunited yes. and then it shoots over to them and they're oh. like um, no then you have to hear her wail and then Paul yeah. thinks he's going to yes. fix everything by the gospel according to Luke oh, no right. if Let he was going to fix anything verse. he should have started with taking off his shirt <laughs> <laughs> he 
good start. <laughs> I'm supposed to read the sermon today, and he just yeah. pulled the shirt off. Sorry, I'm really a little cold. warm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was a little warm confused by how the Christmas story was supposed to make her feel. Well, yeah, because he was supposed to preach. That was the whole yeah. thing yeah, too he was on doing Christmas the morning because Reverend Alden was at the mm-hmm. other church. No, I know, so. but but he could have maybe actually done a sermon and not. Well, I agree. He could. He does like the gospel, like the the Christmas story. Everybody knows, which offers no. I mean, well, I guess maybe no, for some people that are very religious, they're gonna. That don't was send letters. Don't send emails. I think it would have been. It would have been so great if it would have been like I had. This is. I, I, before today I was going to go in and this is what I was going to talk about, but I don't feel like it's fitting anymore. Yes. And then go in and say, we've experienced loss today. We've experienced yes. fear. And then. Right. And then so I have this for shoes. you and he rips yeah. off his shirt. And yes. then the shirt comes off. Yeah. Right. Somebody sprays it down. Easy. One of the most scarring episodes, I think we can all agree, is May We Make Them Proud. Where Mary oh has God. to watch her baby and Mrs. Garvey burn to death. Well, she has to, sorry, she has to listen to them burn to death. <laughs> but we get to do both. Yeah, we have to do you both. You guys, we have to do both. I do not support this. Okay. No. <laughs> no, and also, you guys, when it's happening, we're going to go back, but I just have to say, when it's happening, all of those blind children are sitting on, the house is an inferno. Windows like aren't floating. Windows aren't floating. Mrs. Garvey's yelling out the windows. Oh and they're all sitting there 10 feet, 15 feet from it. Nobody thought to get them back a little farther. Maybe a no, little bit. I know. Maybe go to out into the field instead of in the yard. Well, every time somebody lights a match, they throw Carrie in the creek. Why didn't we get these kids here some water? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the difference? The whole, like, there's so many missteps in this one. Are we to believe that Mary forgot her baby when That's, she was fleeing That the was house? my biggest moment because when I was watching that, when she I just did runs my video. Away. Well, he just, it was both of them. Like, Adam yeah. grabs her. So it's not just Mary neglecting to, or and just she's, forgetting. It's like Adam's too. It's like, I gotta get the most important thing, the most helpless yes, thing out yes. of this room. And that is my blind wife. No, it's your kind no. of your baby that can't walk. Your baby. <laughs> she's, yes, she's, and she's singing to the baby. She's yeah. at the singing she's to at the baby. Cradle. And she's just like, let's go. And he says, <laughs> out the baby. I wrote it down. He yells, Mary, there's a fire. Come on. We have to get the kids out. And he grabs her hand and pulls her away from <laughs> the cradle. You would think the most important kid take the baby right what? Even, the baby. also mrs. Need- <laughs> mrs garvey does it too she goes in and gets yes. the baby and she's like i right. got the baby and then the right. and then john giant. is like i'm in the bathroom i'm stuck in the bathroom <laughs> can we all just agree that other than albert it's that little boy's fault for snoring oh yeah (laughs) the scene where mrs garvey is cradling a baby the flames are flying up around her and she's using yeah raven's doing it right now screaming and she's knocking out the window with her elbow holding the baby and at the same time you guys that's stephen king that i'm like is this is this the movie carrie or is it little house on the prairie fire starter yes it's fire starter (laughs) it's not funny at all it's it's horrifying it's It's just i mean because and i think what's even worse because it's like this is just just the the event in and of itself is horrifying but then the little plot holes make it that much worse because Neither of them had to die. Yeah, if, right. if, and I don't. I would never ever call somebody a bad mother, but reckless maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> forgetful. Yeah. yeah, forgetful, yeah. ditzy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yes. 
got your baby. Also, yeah. got your baby. Circling back to my question way earlier in this conversation about why did they make these storylines? In real life, you guys, Mary Ingalls <laughs> did not ever have a baby and was never right. married. So this whole storyline <gasps> was totally fabricated. Mm-hmm. What Good God, why? Like, what was the purpose? And why did they have to go that extra step with Mrs. Garvey holding the baby? And they could have just had, like... They didn't have to have the scene where we had to see it. They right. could have I just know. said the fire oh, no. starter moment. And then okay, <sighs> and then the other scene, the the house is basically rubble, but yet Charles mm-hmm. is able to not only find the corpses of the baby, Mrs. Garvey, Ugh. but the clay pipe wouldn't have burned. Also, right. that pipe looked like right. a bubble pipe. <laughs> it totally did. And no, when he hands it. over the baby uh-uh. corpse to Mary, I was like, do not hum a lullaby. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, there's the Stephen King shit. Like, like, yeah, yes, yes. And then she has to hum the lullaby the whole freaking show. Mm -hmm. That's not okay. And just, I mean, I so Alice and the baby breaking through the window. Yeah, that's traumatic. I didn't need to see that. But then later, when Mary is having her breakdown in the bedroom with Adam. And Nellie comes in, she's like, what's wrong? (laughs) And it's like, did you, (laughs) were you in town? Do you not know what's wrong? Her baby was burned alive. She's going to struggle 24 hours later. My mm-hmm. favorite piece of dialogue from this episode is at the beginning, and uh, mm-hmm. Mary's at the cradle. Um, this is before the fire, the night of the fire, mm-hmm. and she's um, got her hand in there, and um, Adam comes in, and she says something about his grip, and Adam says, he does, this. literally, this is the dialogue, mm-hmm. he does mm-hmm. have a grip. He must take after his mommy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I literally, I paused it and I looked at my 25 year old and I looked at her and she looked at me and I go, he did not just say that. And she was laughing until she was crying. And I had to like write it down on my iPad. He does have a grip. He must take after his mommy. I'm sorry. Oh I just God. went there. I know. Michelle, sorry. It goes there. Sorry. It's where her mind goes. Sorry. We needed to. That's, but where else not? are you going to go? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Where else do you go from there? Grip what? Adam? Right. Grip what, Adam? I love Adam, though. Adam. Yeah, we know. he's. I would have so a grip on Adam, too. Yeah. <laughs> his eyes. Both of them have those eyes. Those I like his eyes. voice. It's the Sunshine mm. Family. Come to life, and you guys. Vests, it is a little bit. His vests yeah. are just... Uh, and he's an educator. That's right. Which That's is so just—it's so sexy. It's the <laughs> the most badass profession there is, and and it really is right now. Okay. Right, right. But I mean, uh, he is just yeah. He's my oh my goodness. If I were to okay, marry so, somebody my age, it would be Adam. <laughs> there you go. So this is this is out of left field. But does any of this <laughs> relate? <laughs> To your real life, like do you have a, like your day job? Do you have a, do you have a day job? Do you, is it yeah. is it on the prairie? Is it related to the prairie? I or start fires this, for a living. This, this How like are you such an expert question. on this, Raven? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, it, it, it's um, thankfully no. None of these things. Um, I'm very grateful. Do not apply. Uh, you know, I'm the head of the kids department at my Barnes and Noble, and. Um, Round of applause. Yeah, thank for sure. You. <laughs> Round of applause. But I, uh, you know, it's a very, very 
rewarding job to have. And just the same way that Little House is nostalgic and comforting, and I get to live in that when I'm not at work and in everything else I do outside of work. When I'm at work, I'm surrounded by the books that I grew up with. And I'm I'm, I'm with Little House, and people come up and they're like, do you have a Little House on the Prairie? And I'm like, oh, what? Do, do I have Little Do you know who I am? <laughs> like, please. Do you do a little impression for them? Throw out a little Harriet. <laughs> so, Raven, do you have anything coming up that we should be looking out for? Yeah, so I am just going to continue be, to post my videos and on TikTok and stuff, but I'm recording my album in the oh, wow. studio, oh. in a local studio here in Michigan on April 5th through the 7th. I'm going to oh, be in wonderful. the studio for like 10 hours those three days. Did you write the songs or is it what yeah, kind of music? Yeah, so I yeah, so it's um folky fable. They're all like love little it. queer individual love stories. They're just like kind of rewritten um fairy tales. And not even rewritten, just the tropes that you see in Grimm's fairy tales all of the time and making them queer and uh songs <laughs> as well. So I I love creating content about my book and just letting people know that this is something I've done and this is something mm-hmm. I'm working on. Uh, and then the biggest one that my, my little house fans are very excited about, I'm going to be adapting my videos with Charles, the love affair into a short story series <laughs> oh my God. because oh, I, I can wait. only do so much with, with the dialogue that I right. take. I can only do so much. Um, so I'm going to be starting from, the beginning where I first we first meet, where I first arrive in Walnut Grove, <laughs> all the way through the end. So oh and it's going to be like so a funny. periodical where um, subscribers can get early access, and then it'll just be available to everybody the week after it comes out. So that's fantastic. So and where's the best place for people to get that information? Do you have a yeah, website? Yeah. So my website is mrstoneauthor.com. Okay. <laughs> Just like my everything is Mr. Stone Author. Um, so MrStoneAuthor.com is my website. Mr. Stone Author is my TikTok, my Instagram, my Twitter. So I like to be user-friendly. <laughs> Raven, thank you so much for joining our I conversation. I loved it. It you? was so fun. No, thank you for having oh, me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you are so impressive. I mean, you guys, 25. <laughs> I'm so impressive. Can... And <laughs> we are just so happy to know you and cheer on your success yeah. and follow along. And we really feel like we've met a kindred spirit. Oh, yeah. Um, We're all friends. We're isn't all friends it splendid here. to find yes. there are yeah. so many of them in the world? So Aww. unexpected. Cute. I love it. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Michelle, that is yes. so true. And many thanks also to the kindred spirits who are listening with us today. And we hope you had as much fun as we did. And that, my friends, is the end of season one. Thanks to each and every one of you for listening and helping us make it a success. Yes, thank you so much. You guys, I can't believe it. This is crazy. And it's been so much fun and has exceeded our wildest dreams. And so we want to thank all of you listening for that. Yes, so much. I. Who thought that, you know, our love of Sean Cassidy and Land of the Lost and the Chrissy Doll and Easy Bake Oven would be shared by so many others. So we that's found out. so fun. Yes, we sure did. Yes. And during our hiatus, we'd love to still chat with you on social media. So make sure you're following along there. Just search Pop Culture Preservation Society. And it's also a great time to catch up on any of the previous 15 episodes you may have missed and to share the society with friends. Leave reviews, share on social media, share our posts, tag us in posts. There's lots of ways to stay connected. 
Yes, definitely follow us on social media. That's where we'll be keeping you posted all about season two. And we're so excited about all the things we have planned. You know, we are just dying to chat about Barry Manilow. (laughs) In the meantime, please raise your glasses for a toast. Courtesy of Janet Wood, Chrissy Snow, and Jack Tripper. To good times. To happy days. To the little house on the prairie. Cheers. 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 Information, opinions, and comments expressed on the Pop Culture Preservation Society podcast belong solely to me, the Crushologist, and Carolyn and Hello Newman, and are in no way representative of our employers or affiliates. And though we truly believe we are always right, I guess there's always a first time. The PCPS is written, produced, and recorded at Modern Well, a woman-centered co-working space in Minneapolis, Minnesota, home of the fictional WJM Studios and our beloved Mary Richards. Nanu Nanu, keep on trucking, and may the force be with you. We get a happy feeling when we're singing a song